0: And welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast, episode 457. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly ish podcast focusing on horror and sci fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at The Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. I am very, very excited to be bringing you this episode as we are covering seven from 1995 And before I introduce my Brother from another mother My regular co-host It's been a little while since he's been on Let's check out the trailer
1: Do you like what you do for a living? These things you see You have to wear blinders sometimes Most times. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring.
0: Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here?
1: Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you
0: who your friends and enemies are.
1: Look, I've been five years. Not here. Now, is and we have a homicide. They're caught in a game. No fingerprints. No witnesses of any kind.
0: Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. There are seven deadly sins gluttony. You're gonna come take a look at this? Greed. No one touches anything. Sloth, wrath, pride, lust, and envy. Seven. You can expect
1: five more of these. Body was found on Tuesday morning. I
0: hate this city.
1: i not to get who did this this will be the very definition of swift justice there are two more bodies two more victims this guy's methodical exacting and worst of all patient
0: he's laughing at us he, he had a gun he's two murders
1: away from completing his masterpiece hey! finish it Brad Pitt Morgan Freeman Gwyneth Paltrow have you ever seen anything like this no seven
0: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am joined by the one, the only, Mr. Leighton Winston. How the devil are you, sir?
1: Hey, man. Long time no speak. How we doing?
0: I'm okay. I'm okay. And in the grand tradition of your blood alcohol level, where are we today on the scale of George Best to Oliver Reed? Uh,
1: why is it whenever we arrange this, it's always the day after I've gone out? It's <laughs> It's always, and it's we don't do it purposely. It just happens to fall on these days. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. It's just that whenever something social is arranged (laughs) in my life, who goes, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast? I will do it on this date. And it's always the day after I've gone out. So... (laughs) I'm I'm okay actually, mate. I'm not too bad.
0: Not yeah. too bad today, so. I think we're going to try and schedule for just after Wales, England, and the Six Nations, about <laughs> just <laughs> after the final, the final, <laughs> oh, just, the final,
1: the final whistle. <laughs> oh man, why do we do it?
0: Why do we you do it? so we are talking lucky number eleven. No, no, we're not talking about that pile of shit. We are talking about the classic. Seven. From 1995.
1: Yeah, I went to the cinema to see this. 1995. Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah, and it still looks like it could have been released yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It genuinely, genuinely does. It's... Um, it's um david fincher's second film don't increasingly forget david fincher's second film yes. which is is when you look at his canon you know um it's it's safe to say that he's made more than one classic more more than one fide classic um you know everybody knows the story of alien three you know and yeah. the, the bit of you know the bit of a shit time he went through um, in making which isn't a brilliant film, far from it. But the thing is when you're hamstrung by your studio, you're pretty setting your main star. And you know, it's it, everything's gonna be battling against you, isn't it? Well Just he described
0: honest. his experience on um Alien 3 and it, there's a it, there's an interview online that you can actually see and his exact words were and um, making Alien 3 I was ritually sodomized for nine months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it was, it was, it was shot in, um, Shepard and was, it? it was, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The sets were massive for it. The
1: sets, yeah. and I think
0: part of the sets are still there. Really? Um, yeah, I think part, the, a couple of the sets are still, still standing because they are huge. They are monstrous. And they recycle them for different, for, you know, the, the alien sets pop up in loads of different things. There's That's loads, right. of, yeah, there's still bits kicking about in them. Yeah. But,
1: uh, let's get into the numbers, get into the numbers. Yeah, well,
0: we have got, of course, directed by David Fincher. <laughs> Uh, produced by Arnold Copleson and Phyllis Carlyle. Written by yeah. Andrew Kevin Walker. Yeah. Uh, music by Howard Shaw. It's got a great score. This has got oh. a superb score. Absolutely unreal score.
1: Yeah. Unreal yeah.
0: score. Um, cinematographer was uh, Darius Congee. Uh, it was edited by Richard Francis Bruce. Production companies on this were Juno uh, Picks and Chechigori Pictures. Uh, it was distributed by Newline. It got released in September 1995. Yeah. And it was made for a budget of 33 million and it went on to make 327.
1: 327. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, I, uh, this, this is one of those, um, when we look back at the 90s, everybody agrees that the 1990s produced some of the finest films ever committed to cellulite. I mean, when you've got a high watermark of the Phantom Menace, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, no, when you when did, you did you hear with, that?
0: Then you could hear that everybody's keyboard go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, when you when you do look at the 1990s as a whole, um, there are films that define um, the decade: um, Pop Fiction*, yeah. one. Uh, *The Matrix*, uh, *Fight Club*. Uh, ironically enough, Fight yeah. Club, um, yeah. LA Confidential, um, Goodfellas—you um, know—you can go on and on and on. But Seven is genuinely one of those films that defines an era. Um, the serial killer has been extremely well represented in cinema. Um, yeah, there's been one or two films. Yeah, one or two films. We talked. One of the last ones we talked about was The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, You know, which again, nineteen nineties, you know, classic film. Um, But Seven was a bit of a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would argue that Andrew Kevin Walker's remarkable, horrifying script um, is is constantly being referenced to horror films to this day. Um, It probably triggered the advent of. Killing people in spectacularly different ways. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I'll give one franchise as an example, uh, the Saw franchise, bar the first one, which is a very, very good film. I've not bothered with any of the rest, and I'm totally no. diabolical. No, so, I mean, you know. If
0: you sort of, you know, I, I, people sort of talk about uh, the advent of. Um, the, the, the sort of the torture porn sort of uh type film. But actually, I think the, the, there's a recent description of it, um and I think it's a, as gone, as a <laughs> gone genre, sort of, you know, gore and porn and sort of yeah. you know, that sort of, uh, that graphic depiction of bloodshed and torture and, yeah. and sort of, you know, it's that sort of, it's, you know, but what Seven does is it actually puts it in a real context
1: yes it does um it l- least we forget right people go about um when they talk about seven they always make mention of the actual murders carried out you don't see those being executed no you no you just sh- no. you were shown the aftermath yeah and you were shown what and to all intents and purposes the why now <laughs> Once that, that, uh, I don't want to confuse people, but, you know, John Doe does have his MO and he explains it. And, you know, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, he carries out his MO. And, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's, it's in that description when they go to the, the, the crime scenes or the murder scenes and you see what he has done and associated it to the seven deadly sins. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's, it's, it, it was revelationary when it came out because You had people sat in a cinema thinking, well, how did they do that? You're telling me that man had the dedication to force-feed someone to death and watch them die in front of him? Yes. You know, and he did that with seven different people, you know, and that in itself, you know, is just mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, obviously this is a film, you know, like I said, it's released in uh, 1995. Um, It stars... Uh, Brad Pitt as Detective Mills, Morgan yeah. Freeman as Lieutenant William Somerset, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Tracy Mills, yeah. and a certain individual who plays John Doe, uh, a uh, Mr. Kevin Spacey who has, um, subsequently <laughs> fallen from grace.
1: And yeah, I, I, I gotta be honest, right? Um, I did a piece on, uh, film89, uh, .co.uk dot UK fairly mm-hmm. recently regarding early content. Uh, Ellie Confidential and look Kevin Spacey has been accused of whatever he's been accused of Um, we here now are talking about a film that he starred in Um, I think if you look at the 1990s as a whole Kevin Spacey was probably one of the if not the biggest movie star of that decade I think it's fair to say Um, you look at the body of work that he he was in and it's there are some genuinely brilliant films there I mean if you just say
0: you know if you just go
1: L.A. Confidential, Usual Suspect 7. Yeah. And then you can put in things like Glen Gary, Glen Ross, um, The Negotiator, the Hugely Underrated, The Negotiator, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, yeah. I think is a fabulous, fabulous film. Um You know, and if, if you look at his body work, and he worked with everybody, ultimately, you know, Um American Beauty is a brilliant film, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, we're not talking about the wise of what here. We're talking about him as yeah. John Doe in now, Seven.
0: The other person in this who i almost forgotten that he was in was uh, Arlie Emery as the police captain. Yep. Um, the late Arlie Emery. I think he was a much, much underrated character actor. Um, I always enjoyed yeah. whatever he's been in. I mean, he, yeah. I don't think he made some of the best choices in some of his films. No,
1: but, no, but I, thought, I thought he... he... Brilliantly, sent himself up in Peter Jackson's *The Frighteners*. Yes, yes, <laughs> as the yeah. as the shouty drill instructor, yeah. you know, from the grave. I yeah. thought that was that was a, that was a bit inspired. That now, was, uh, originally, biddly.
0: he auditioned for the part of John Doe. Really? Yeah, he auditioned for the part of John Doe, but um, Fincher thought that um, his audition, he made the character far too unsympathetic. And not that right. you can sort of, you're, not that there's any kind of sympathy with sort of, um, with, you know, Kevin Spacey's portrayal as John Doe. Um, but it was just for, you know, for, it, it was far too cut and dry.
1: Right, right.
0: There was no, it, you know, there, it was white, it was black or white. Whereas with, you know, with Spacey's portrayal,
1: yeah. there's a lot of grey. Yes, um, and I think that's never more evident than the discussion in the, in the police car yes at the yeah. end you know yeah. you you do sort of see yourself sort of thinking from his point of view yeah and and you're not necessarily not agreeing with it but you can see him, well hang on now he's he's almost justifying yeah. himself yeah um but um yeah that's, that's i really i really didn't know that that's really quite interesting and then you've got um, uh
0: john c mcginley I love yes. John, he's one of my all time favourite character act. I love John C. McGinley. I absolutely, from when I brittle. saw him in Platoon, um, and then right, even up to Scrubs, he was the most bear, you know, he was the only thing that made that programme
1: bearable. I, I used to enjoy Scrubs, I thought he was yeah. good, just to switch off, like, you know, yes. all right. he's, he's in, um Any Given
0: Sunday. Yes, he's, yeah. oh, he's ma he's in, in Any Given Sunday. He's, he's amazing brilliant. in every
1: because <laughs> he gets uh, he gets punched in the yes. you know, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great film. That's, a, that's a, a great he's film. He's a
0: brilliant. Is. He's amazing at being a bit of a chameleon, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's actually he's quite a big guy as well. Yeah. But he does sort of sweaty, sort of slimy, you yeah. know. Sort
1: of. I can't tell, tell you what else is in this film um as well. But he's one of. um He's one of, the, he's one of John Doe's, um, victims per se. is uh, um, Leland Orsa. Yes. Now, he's been in an awful lot of stuff, Leland Orsa. Um, he was in The Bone Collector as well, the yeah. to Washington. Yeah. Uh, he was on a couple of TV shows as well. Um, yeah. And that escaped me at this moment in time. But yeah, he's, uh, he's been in quite a few things as well.
0: Yeah. I but, mean, he's uh,
1: in, um, he's in The Taken Films. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: that's right. He's in The Taken Films. Um, he's, and I mean, his scene, and I will get to his scene in this uh, later on,
1: but he is, you know,
0: now, the other person, the colossal in this film. Mark Boone Jr.? (laughs) Not quite. Shaft himself, Mr. Richard (laughs) Roantree. Shaft <laughs> as the best to return in Martin Talbot. Uh you've got Richard uh, uh Schiff as Mark saw. Mark Bachboom Jr. of course from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He plays Greasy Ricky. FBI man.
1: <laughs> yeah, Richard Schiff from the West Wing. Richard Schiff, just one. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, gonna say. From the West Wing. I couldn't find a connection to the wire. I tried always to find a connection <laughs> between this film and the wire, and it's the first time I failed. If I I think if anybody, I think anybody out second there, assistant grip <laughs> if anybody if anybody listening finds a connection between the wire you know a direct connection not the roundabout connection because we can do that but it's a, a direct connection to the wire then please get in touch with who and uh, yeah. let us know because i couldn't find one i tried i couldn't find one but uh yeah it's um a lot quite a lot is is made about um seven and you know the cast in, within seven yeah. and I've got my thoughts regarding, uh, the main characters. You've probably got your thoughts yeah, yeah, regarding yeah. the main characters. But, um, before we, we sort of get into that, do we want to talk about Fincher, the man himself?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I think he's sort of, I think in so many ways, um, he is, um, he is a true auteur. He is a true, true author. You know that you were watching a David Fincher film. Yeah. You look at every single. You know, even I suppose Alien Three is probably a, a bit of an unfair. I think you can kind of put that a little bit to the side, yes. but there are touches of him
1: in it. Yes. But yes. Then when pretty you look much. at
0: you know Seven, Fight Club, uh, Zodiac. I think Zodiac is an in- is
1: is an incredible. Incredible I, film. I think I think as time goes on, people appreciate Zodiac even more so when they initially did. Zodiac is it's a film that spans a long a long period, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, oh yeah. It's not it's not a case of seven days, it's it's a case of a couple of years. And it's meticulous storytelling. It's exquisitely shot. Yes. There are some there are some sequences in that film that are digitally rendered which amaze and they are, they absolutely, it's like looking at living, breathing art. And yes. Fincher is renowned for his use of technology within his films. I mean, even something like uh, Benjamin Button, for example. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, 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 the Benjamin Button is a brilliant film. Is it, is, it, is it his best film? No, it's not his best film. But as a, as as a, as a piece of cinema, there is, again, there are shots and sequences within that that are, that yeah. are made, yeah. Yeah. you know, flawless. I mean,
0: um... I mean, Fight Club. I mean, you just look at, you know, you look at Fight Club. It is... <clears throat> I think people can sort of... I think it's a superb film, Fight Club. I think it is a, you know, a, um... It is so well-made. And I think, you know, again, that's a completely different pod. You know, that's... that's a, You could do three, four, five, you know, you know, you can go on yeah. and on and on and on and on. Yeah. But there are moments in Fight Club
1: that are, are absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the opening titles and fight Club. For yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it, it starts from somebody's uh, brain sinew and you know, yeah. and just goes from there. I mean, talk about balls of brass. I mean that's that's your statement of intent. Yeah. That yeah. you know, that's your opening title sequences. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even the social network is a phenomenal film. Um Gone Girl is a terrific adaptation. Gone actually. girl
0: I think Gone Girl people kind of d- I think that it's a film that, in years to come, will be reevaluated because it is—it's a gut punch of a film.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually read the book before the film came out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just one of those ones. I—I I, I think I picked it up and like taking a bookshop. I saw it there and I was like, "What's this? Give it a go. Pay, pay a pound for it, you know." Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was one of those books that he passed amongst friends. Yeah. You, have, yeah. You, have you read, have you read this? Have you read yeah. this? And then, you know, David Fincher's making the film and you go going, David Fincher is making Gongo? Yeah. And then watching it then and it's just like, yeah, they have to tweak it slightly, but, um, I thought overall on the whole, it was terrific. You know, though, terrific, like, terrific film.
0: Um, you, you sort of, you got Gonger, and even his TV stuff, <clears throat> you know, he directed episodes of House of Cards. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mindhunter.
1: Yeah! Oh my God, Mindhunter. The, I, it, season two now, please, immediate. Give it, give me season two. <laughs> yeah. right. It's just well there you are. Pretty much the opening sequence of Mind Mindhunters. The first five minutes, I think it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, staggering, yeah. absolutely staggering. And that that tells you this has got David Fin. And just DNA all over it. Yeah, it's just immense. The yeah. man is such a huge talent, and at least we forget, he started off like as like a, a prop maker on Return of the Jedi or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, and then he sort of, you know, obviously his background, his, his initial start in is commercials, mm. is commercial filmmaking, yeah. and actually, you know, one of one of the things that you can obviously say about him is he his opening. Is he, he always opens with a bang.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and, and whether that's the sort of, you know, the credit sequence or so, you know, it, you know it, he, there is a statement of intent from the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, least we forget, he worked an awful lot with, um, within, um, the pop music videos as well, didn't yeah. he? You know, with yeah. the days when millions of dollars were thrown at, you know, the biggest artists to make the best videos out there, you yes. know? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, he did, he did Madonna's Vogue video, right? Do I do I need to say any more? No. There we are then. There we are. And I am voguing as we speak. <laughs> Strike the pose. It's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it, it, there are very few directors, especially in this day and age, who have that singular. As soon as you are look at it, you go in. That's David Fincher. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's Spielberg. That's Scorsese. There's not many directors out there now who have that singular. You know, as soon as you look at it, I think it's fair to say he pretty
0: arrived in feature film. You know, and as a filmmaker, fully formed.
1: Yeah, I would. I would. I would agree with that. I would very much agree with that. And I don't. I would, you know, there are much.
0: not many filmmakers who do that. There no. are not many who show up. And no. I don't. And I think sometimes those. I think the day I think we're kind of at the end of that type of filmmaker.
1: Um, well, yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I still think there are some people still making. well Finch is still making films to this day, still himself. But I think there are very few directors. I mean, you could argue um, Del Toro probably has that visual flair. Yeah. What's um, the, the the guy who made Gravity? Alfonso Cuarón.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's, you know, the guy who made The Revenant as well. Um what's his Yeah. Name? Ah! <laughs> um. Oh, yes. Give me, give me two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, yeah, I. yeah. Yeah, I think that's know, a good point. But I... It's... You, I'll hand... Inuratu. There we are. Inuratu. Inuratu. Yeah. Sorry, you know, going you know, off on tangents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, here's the thing. I think it's... I think... We would be totally remiss if we did not talk about the opening credit sequence to this film.
1: Yes. And I, before we started doing this, I sort of prepped myself. I go on my notes as been all all, over the rest. I had to listen to Closer by Nine Inch Nails before we started doing this because it's, it, the song is closer, but it's a remix. It's not the yeah, actual yeah, yeah, yeah. version. It's a, it's a remix by a band called uh, Coil, and um, it's a remix of it. And um, there's a bit of a history regarding the um, the title sequence. Are you aware of this?
0: I mean, it's, a, it's I mean, in terms of as a piece of film theory, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> this sequence, this this opening sequence, and, all, and it is. Is mind blowing. Yeah. As a sort of, as a bit of a, as a bit of a nerd who quite likes this kind of stuff. Yeah. There are so many things and it's only sitting down. I think I went back and I rewound the opening and watched it on YouTube. I think it totaled about 12 times. I made my own notes and I went away and sort of looked at it, looked at different things. It is mind blowing. It was voted the third greatest opening credit sequence of all time. Just behind, listen to this. Hard Day's Night. Right. I would yeah. I
1: would completely agree with that because I adore that film, I adore it. And is Vertigo. I was I knew it was gonna be a Soulbass Bass. it had to that Soul Bass title had to go in there. Yeah. Had to, yeah. Now
0: the the sequence is directed by a guy named Kyle Cooper. Yeah. Now Kyle Cooper um he worked for um, somebody called Greenberg Associates, um, and essentially, what we have within this film is—it's you know—it's it, almost like it's like a short story, but it's told in vignette. So yeah. you get the entire film in vignette, and what we have—you know—we're following John Doe's you know hands essentially as he makes the, the entries into his diary and things. But before that, we get an opening scene. We get that opening scene with a film, uh, where, where we get introduced to sort of, uh, to Brad Pitt's, uh, Mills and we get, uh, introduced to uh, Morgan Freeman Somerset. And what that, what it does, that opening, that, that opening bit gives us this, um, we get the chemistry and we get the relationship between Pitt and Morgan Freeman where they are butting heads straight away because they are... They're, the tone. that's
1: the tone, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And then we know that as an audience, we're going to invest in their relationship. And then what we get then, we get Morgan Freeman's character, Mills, when he goes back home. And he has spent that day surrounded... Because this is the other thing as well. We don't know actually what city this is set in.
1: It's not named as Anonymous.
0: Yeah. So he spends his days, and he spent how many, you know... 20 plus years surrounded by hopelessness desperation you know just the dark dark you know the the dark the darkest of dark you know yeah and then he he has this sort of you know he sets his metronome yeah so you get that hypnotic click 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 and then you think that that's going to be his rest yeah but actually what we're then catapulted into is John Doe's mind You know, we are we are straight into um, that, you know, this short story, this vignette. And one of the things Kyle Cooper talks about, there's a really, really good quote from him. He says, um, I was really into horror movies when I was a kid. And I used to get frustrated when they'd hold back the monster to the very end. Yeah. Because it's the classic Corman thing, don't show the monster. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and it occurred to me to get an idea of the killer before they finally catch him. You know, so we wanted to get the audience curious about what this guy was going to and and the fact that he has to be super, super evil. And like this film, if you look at the opening of just if you just looked at the opening credits for this, if you wanted to teach somebody about the conventions of the psycho thriller, the the serial killer movie, the the conventions of it, you know, you've got the eerie, you've got the eerie music, you've got the fast paced music, you've got the breathing. You listen, you've got the breathing, you've got the heartbeat, you've got the creaks, you've got dim lighting, you've got montage, you've got quick shots, you've got quick, it's all there. And then you sort of, you know, you go into like the maison scene of the, of it. And like that maison scene is, you know, you know, where he's cutting the paper, the, the dollar bill and it's got God.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's establishing very, very quickly that, you know, this, like, um, our killer is, he's, he's almost an avenging angel. Rightly or wrongly, he is an avenging angel. And he's taking that, you know, th- those ideas of uh, the seven deadly sins and, you know, he thinks that he's doing God's work, ro- rightly or wrongly, you know, mm-hmm. and then we got, like, you know, the shot then sort of parallels um John Doe sort of is sort of is zealot is, is sort of overzealously is, you know, his his religious ideas. Um, you know, and then we get the extreme close ups of everything. So we get partial visions of stuff. We get the, yeah. the, the focus on that on his hands. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see the, st- the detail on the stitching. Yeah. You get these disturbing images where he's cut you know, and, and then you get the bit where we see he's cutting his, his fingertips off.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that, again, is what we were... You know, which is a direct reference, then, to um, what you'd call... Um, oh, it's called Chekhov's gun. Right. Uh, uh, do you, are you aware of the theory of Chekhov's gun? No. no. Well, the idea behind Chekhov's gun is that you... If you remove everything that has no relevance to the story, right? So if you say... So, if you say in the so you show us something in the first chapter, there's a rifle hanging on the wall, yeah, so in the second and third chapter, it must go off so if if it's not going to be fired, it shouldn't be hanging there, so like the best example of Chekhov's gun uh is Shaun of the Dead. It's a brilliant example because they drink in the Winchester, yeah. There's a Winchester rifle on the wall in the first act. And then in the third act, that Winchester rifle goes off. Yeah. So it's there. So like, for example, when we see like the fingertips being cut off, when we see, uh, fingerprints, not fingertips. Yeah. The finger, yeah. The fingerprints, sorry, (laughs) being cut off. You see his notebooks, his scrapbooks, all of those things. It, you know, it it is an absolutely, it's, it's incredible, incredible. it took Cooper
1: two days to film all of the footage that he needed and it took five days to edit together. Yeah. Now, now film editing is a, is a, um, it used to be the case that the filmmakers would just shoot the film, then they would edit. Now more modern technology allows for editing to be done the same day of the shots. Yes. Yeah. So uh, editing can be a rolling process, which, um, some, some filmmakers like to leave everything till the end. Some like to do it as they go on. Yeah. But to think that at that three minute, two two and a half, three minute sequence, I yeah, don't think so it's yet, even that. No, no. It's, you know, took five days to piece together, to go into what, what, into a film, which is what? two hours long yeah but yeah. That, that two minute sequence took five days to piece together to edit and score and put everything in together yeah. you know yeah. that that is dedication above and beyond yeah really, and i mean really truly is
0: and if you think i've just rambled on for like the best part of like two three minutes about the amount of theory that is crammed yeah into that sequence yeah um and it sets the tone, doesn't it? And yeah, in fact, absolutely. I think it's fair to say that for a very long period of time, Seven set the tone for a number of films. And oh my God. Know, yes. You know, just, you know, even if we look at music as well, you know, obviously we, you, you look at the influence on, uh, you know, Marilyn Manson, for example, you look at the Beautiful People video. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it could that... be straight from Seven. I'm... Uh, when did that come out, though? Is that 96? It's, it's after seven. It's after seven. 97, 98. Sure? Yeah, I think so. I think
1: it is. Well, we'd have to check up on that, you know. <laughs> Let, let's have a little look here. Uh, I got it coming up here. Uh, it was released in 1996. See. <laughs> see? 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 <laughs> and it was, funny enough, it was produced by Trent Reznor. Funny that. Funny that, isn't it? Who would go on to be a Fincher alumni? Yes. Um, he won an Oscar, didn't he? Trent Reznor won an Oscar for the soundtrack for the social network. Yes. Which blows my mind. Absolutely yeah. blows my I mind.
0: love the fact he's actually, uh, Trent Reznor provides some of the, mu- uh, works, he provided the music for the Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam on the PBS oh, yeah, documentary.
1: Yeah, yeah, did Did um, Atticus Finch as well? Atticus uh, I, I Ross, Atticus Finch. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, Atticus Finch was in a, To Kill him <laughs> a movie, But I don't think he... Uh, I, don't, I don't
0: think
1: he did uh, I meant Atticus Ross. I meant yes. Atticus Ross. And Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Ma as well.
0: So there, there's a... There, uh, what a fucking combination. Trent Reznor and Yo-Yo Ma.
1: Oh, my God. That's proper bizarre, that is. And Ken Burns. <laughs> that Vietnam dog. Have you seen him? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but do you watch it on TV or have you seen it on Netflix? Um, I got it on Netflix so I've watched it all in one go. Right. Because I was going to say the Netflix version is longer than yes. what the BBC one was. It's got yeah. more footage in yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Just it's, wow. It is. Startling stuff. Startling. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get back on this. Um, yes. So have we, have we, have we finished the horizon?
0: I think we have. Yeah. I think it's fair. I think it's fair.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, creepy dog. <laughs> my dog is very old. Yeah, and she is proper struggling. So
0: yeah, my old dog had to go downstairs earlier because just he's he's at that stage now where he's he's just farting, and it's it, it it's, it's just horrific. Oh, so it, down you go, Reen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Henry, get downstairs. Yeah, no, he, she's uh she's very old she she feels very sorry for herself constantly oh, so her. uh, right.
0: yes yeah. uh, now this this is a film that again very similar to Blade Runner is very wet
1: yeah and I, I, I harking back to what you said about the the city um you know the, the anonymous city yeah um, what I think it does and not a, not a, not necessarily a lot of films actually show this it it shows that the, the the yin and yang that that exists in cities um i mean it, it this film shows the poor of the poor and it shows the wealthiest of the wealthiest yeah um you know nobody nobody's impartial from death in this film no you know no you know um but it, it represents what a city is you know and it's living breathing entity you know um you know, your, your total cross pollination of, um, race, yes. religions and everything, yeah. you know, yeah, mixed yeah, together yeah, yeah. into like this horrible little wet spot, isn't it? You know, because as you say, it, the film is, t- is completely rain soaked, you know, it could compete against Blade Runner for the amount of rain there, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's quite ironic really because, um, as the film progresses at the end, don't forget the end of the film, right, is natural light. Yeah, pure natural light. So to go from a rain-soaked, sodden city to this wide-open vista of just pure natural light is quite jarring in a sense because... Um, everything that's gone before has been so dark and so bleak and so yeah. unrelenting, yeah. you know. Not not that the ending isn't bleak and <laughs> unrelenting. In what, any way, shape t- I, I think it's a perfectly upbeat ending. It's I think it's a feel
0: good. It's a feel good all round. <laughs> yeah.
1: and At this point, we should we should be going. There are going to be spoilers yes. a plenty. Do you so know you what?
0: Had- I actually saw this in the Colosseum in Abadea
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I remember sitting there watching it, and at the end of this film, nobody moved.
1: That happened when I went to see it. The nobody moved. Ended, <laughs> no, no. <and> if, <laughs> the film finished. The titles came up because the first name on the title at the end um, is Kevin Spacey's as John Doe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that um, Bowie song kicks in, and if I remember correct, the, the, the titles scroll the the ways they whereas normally they scroll up, they scroll down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the film finished and nobody moved. No. Nope. Everybody of like looking around at each other and it's like, right, like, this going out into the noble world. <laughs> please, please take me back into your loving embrace. I mean, it's, um, I, I, I always remember after going to see it, being in work and talking to some old codger that I work with and they said, oh, I'm going to see that film, Seven. Bloody rubbish. I went, pardon? Bloody rubbish. Nah, it was rubbish. Me and the wife hated it. I'm like, really? No, oh, it, it, it 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 was uh depressing, bleak, you know, <laughs> and it's like it's like, yeah, but that that's the point of the film, you know. It, it, films, yes, they are there to, to cheer you up and make you laugh and sing and cry and everything. But it also films out there It points the spotlight back on you yeah. and you work that you know, you work the worst possible recesses, yeah, and it shows you and I just remember thinking you really don't see the wood for the trees here. No, you know?
0: no there, there are some people. I mean, it was very, very interesting watching it in a big, old, you know, because, I mean, the, you know, the Coliseum of the Day is a big theatre. You know, it's a theatre at the end of the day. 600 seats, isn't it? You yeah. Know? You know, it's a big, um you know, it's a big space.
1: Yeah.
0: And being sat there and it was full and people not moving yeah. It's, Not um, moving
1: at all. No, it's just <laughs> <you> know, it's, <laughs> yeah. um it's quite quite remarkable. Um I, I I I'm paraphrasing here, but I remember reading a review at the time because if I remember correctly, certainly in the UK anyway, Heat and Seven were released the same month. Yeah. They both came out at exactly the same time and I remember yeah. reading a magazine and um the reviewer um basically said words to the event to the to the extent of um Seven is one of the greatest serial killer films ever made. Actually it's one of the greatest films ever. And I, I, that always struck me because in the same review he said, the the reviewer I think it was um the
0: Daily Mirror. No
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was Clark Collis. Um and basically um he he said of Heat, you know, not only this month have we got seven, we also get Michael Mann's crime epic, Heat, you know, which um, was on television the other day. And again, I have to watch it from beginning to end, all three three plus hours of it, because it's just astonishing.
0: It is just,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. It's just astonishing. But, you know, I would I would argue that Seven is one of the greatest films ever made. It's just astonishing. Now, it, cast brad pitt brad pitt um at this point um save for perhaps interview with the vampire which came out the year before yes which i personally think is great i think i, I like a i really of, really like and i've I got a lot of time for it i've got an awful lot of time for it and particularly tom cruise yes i thought he was fabulous as stat. he was brilliant yeah. I read the I read the book. Uh I actually read the book. I was gonna say fuck you I <laughs> I, I read, read the book. I fucking read the book. Hey, there's there's two there now, there's Gone Girl Land, Interview the Vampire. See so, you making
0: up for n- not having a wire connection.
1: <laughs> but um no uh um, he was uh he was really good uh in Interview the Vampire and before that he was you know Thelma and Louise Thelma and Louise, Legend of the Fall. Oh uh River Oh runs God. Through, River Runs Through It, oh. you know oh. You know, you know. I don't think his acting abilities have been properly tested today. Let's be honest. No, no. And no. At what point th- did he make seven years in Tibet? Oh God, that was. Oof. Was that before this or after?
0: I don't know, but holy shit! No, holy think, shit!
1: There's there's certain film films that, as you, as you probably guessed, if I see, it, if I think. No, no, I I let who watch that. (laughs) But, um, no, and then, you know, he is absolutely
0: remarkable in this film. I don't think he... I, I think this is probably... This has got to be one of his top three performances.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, p- people forget how good an actor. It's not people forget how good an actor he is because he's he's he, he, he's he, 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 he's as he's getting older. when his actors gets better as he gets older. I can't yeah. say the choices that he makes are right, no. but you know, he's. He, I think this was his his turning point as people taking him as a serious actor. I, think, I mean, to put it sort of,
0: you know, my 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 three favorite performances from Brad Pitt
1: yeah. are this.
0: Um I think this is I think he I don't think he's been better in this because he's able to be a complete dick yeah. without being a dick if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, he and, and the the scene where he's sort of he's in the, in his book uh, in his book in the car and he's reading he's trying to read Dante. Yeah. And he's just fucking fag fucking yeah. burned, and he slams the book down and then there's a knock on the window. Yeah, and the cop has, uh, and the 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 the, the police officer has brought him the Cliff Notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, the dummy's guy isn't
0: it? Yeah, and then when he gets, he comes into the office, he just takes it out of his jacket pocket and puts it into the desk, (laughs) so 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 doesn't see it because you know, you know, I think the scene and and it sort of feeds into another scene in this. Is the scene in the library with Morgan Freeman where he's doing? And you've got all the security guards playing uh poker and the classical music yeah. is playing yeah I think it it's a it there's a brilliant juxtaposition between sort of almost like the old world and a new world you know the old cop and the new cop yeah whereas yeah. he's sat at home watching but, basketball yeah and then you've got Freeman there yeah
1: Doing and then' work. Sort
0: of, yeah and then you've got the, 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 the there's that contrast between the two of them yeah but it, i I
1: I I, also, I almost I think of this film as the last great pre-internet film. Yes, yeah, yeah. It did as much that you know you've got the old school and the new school meeting, well, and you know the the marriage almost being made. Well, did you see in the office? There's a typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's What's using the typewriter. Bra- yeah. He's using the typewriter. But like you know, for the, for me, I think Twelve Monkeys is another fantastic performance by Brad Pitt. Absolutely, and then obviously Fight Club yeah Tyler
1: Durden I always think of Fight Club Brad Pitt is having the fucking time of his life he's he's having a ball playing this yeah. totally unhinged you know megalomaniac at the end of the day isn't he yeah. you know um, he's fabulous I think he's brilliant in the first Oceans 11 the Oceans yeah, film
0: yeah yeah he's, yeah.
1: he's fantastic It really really is and he's
0: did in every single scene yeah
1: yeah he yeah, is isn't he yeah um Less saw so the sequel because I thought the second one was crushingly disappointing. I and then, and then the third one was okay. It was all right. The third I, I
0: I I kind of checked out after about halfway through the second one.
1: Oh, it's so. Oh, the second one's poor, and it's a shame really because Soderbergh's such a brilliant director as well. Like you know, yeah. everybody is phoning it in almost. Yeah, but uh, no, a, but it, contractual obligation. Yeah. Yeah but um, he, he, he's, he's brilliant. He, he, he's, um well, my notes then, I'll read you what I wrote down. Go for it. Pitt, who would be a filter alumni for more modern classics, as we've already discussed, um, and perhaps hinted at his talents before this, uh, the aforementioned uh, Into the Vampire. But it's, but as the fiery, committed David Mills, he shows range to surprise me tremendously. His keenness, improvis- improvisation, um, I can't even say that word, <laughs> uh, impulsive nature, held yeah. against uh, his reactions to the unbelievable circumstances thrust upon him, uh, diverts attention away from his obvious pretty boy looks, uh, a personal high point is when he kicks the door open for me personally of John Doe's apartment. Yes. And then he's, and he's, he's drags it, in the homeless person, you know, as to his justification, you know, yeah. and then you saw the person and he did this, isn't it? Um, but then when he's having a ball again off Morgan Freeman, then, with, then the paparazzi comes in, which turns out to be John Doe. John Doe, yeah. Yeah, but what what he says, he goes, I'll have your fucking badge, pal. And he turns around, he goes, M-I-L-L-S, fuck off. <laughs> the way he said, when he said it, like, when I first saw that, I burst out laughing. Yeah, It was yeah. funny. And it was funny, but of course as the film develops then, and they get into his apartment, and then he, he, they come across the, the paparazzi photos themselves. Yes. And you could almost see the, the, the colour drain, even though they liked it, you know, his, his bread. him, yeah. And you could, you could almost sense the colour draining from his face. Yes. You know, that he was yes. in that close proximity. Yeah. And I think Pitt is brilliant. He is brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, I think probably this probably set his career pushing forward... The way it went out. Know, yeah, I
0: completely. I think this is the springboard to actually people thinking he is more than a pretty boy.
1: Yeah, cause he, he, he long had, um, that Robert Redfund tag attached to him, didn't yes. he? You know? well, hence the river runs through it. Yeah. And, you know, um, whilst he, there's no denying the man's fucking handsome, right? There's no denying it, right? But the thing is, I, don't think, he had, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he had, um, People haven't seen his, his, true acting abilities per se, is it, you know? Uh, I mean, he, he did, um, he did another serial killer film, least we forget, before Seven, with, um, California. With, oh uh, yes, Ju- yeah, great, Ju- film. great. Juliet, film. Juliet, um, Lewis. Juliet Lewis, not name, yeah. You know, and I, I actually quite enjoyed it as well, if I'm honest. It was a bit grungy, you know, but then. Yeah. I think that was post Tarantino, isn't it? You know, yeah. Dogs had come out to this point, you know, and we hadn't yet had Pulp Fiction, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, he, he, he you know sort of hinted at it, but then Sam comes in the end. He's he's put through every single emotion conceivable, isn't oh, it? Oh, I be mean, and, and, and I mean, let's be
0: fair. I, that you know, let's jump ahead to that end sequence.
1: We, we've got to have we we've we, we've got to. I mean, you watch Brad Pitt in that. That, that sequence alone, when Somerset opens the box, turns, realizes what is about to happen, and is pleading with him, and Bran Pitt literally is world crumbles. You see it, you see it in physical form. And I mean,
0: let's, let's put this in contrast now, right? The box gets, I mean, he's got a temper anyway. The character Mills has a temper anyway. Yeah. Somerset opens the box, yeah, and then you realise not only is it the severed head of his wife. Yeah, it's the severed head of his pregnant wife.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Spacey's delivery, oh, you didn't know, is oh my god, and you see Pitt's face, and he and he literally, and if fla- an image flashes on screen yeah. Of, yeah. of his wife, does it? Yeah, and you you literally just see that the world collapsed on you, yeah. and you see it, and. You know, part of you's going, fucking kill him. Do it. Get your revenge, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Completely. When it it, it falls into that everything and you think, oh, my God. And Kudos has got to go now, right, to Spacey, to Morgan Freeman, because Morgan Freeman, right, literally, as he knows, you know, he can see John Doe has won here. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. got the, he has, as he says, he has the upper hand. Yeah. And, you know, and he, he's pleaded, isn't he? And it's, it's, it's remarkable. It's an absolutely remarkable. And I've often wondered, right? I don't, I, I, I I'm usually for this. I, I would look into, um, how sequences were shot and how they did XYZ. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. With,
1: with this, I didn't because if I found, if I looked into the mechanics of the scene, you know, why Fincher did it this way, why he had that angle, why, I probably look at it in a, with another set, you know, with a different set of eyes and I don't want to lose the impact. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Because you, you become emotionally attached, don't you? Because, oh, yeah. you know, for the last, what was it 15 minutes, you know, yeah. from, the mo- from the moment they leave the police station, yeah, they've got a helicopter following them. But the thing is, that is pretty much three actors acting and against
0: each other. If you think about it, it could have been um Brad Pitt's sort of moment there it could have quite easily handled badly with a different director, yeah. quite easily could have been a William Shatner Arthur Kahn moment, couldn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. And <laughs> not quite the analogy I would have used, but um <laughs> Come on! sorry. Alright, All right. fr- down TJ Hooker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just reattach
1: that hairpiece for you. Yeah, it's just, I mean, (laughs) my mother actually met William Shatner. Have I ever told you this? No! They went, my mother and her other half, they went, uh, to the, uh, west coast of America, right? They went to San Francisco and they dined up to Hollywood, right? And they thought, let's do one of those star spotting tours. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they literally jump on a yeah. bus and they go, oh, that's like, uh, um, uh, fucking and Schwarzenegger's house, yeah. you know, you know, all the rest, yeah. right? I literally stopped on a sidewalk and Bill Shatner got on the fucking bus. Hello, everybody. I'm making a TV show uh, about celebrity or something like that. And he had a fucking film crew behind him. <laughs> a fucking Captain Kirk was on the bus with my mother. It's my, uh, do you know, do you, do you, yeah, since we're talking Bill Shatner, the
0: Shat, um, do you know who he's really good friends with? Go on. Uh, um, uh, Henry Rollins. <laughs> Henry Rollins goes to Billy, Bill Shatner's house once every year for the first Monday night game, uh, Monday night NFL game. The first, <laughs> and he's been doing it for the last fifteen years. Henry Rollins is on two of his
1: albums. Oh my god! What, oh, Mr. Black even- Flag. <laughs> Uh, who is in heat Funny enough yes he is he is in heat um but uh <laughs> William Shatner fuck like, you know that's mental that's almost as good as Trent Neisner and Yo-Yo uh, Yo-Yo Ma Yo-Yo Ma <laughs> you know <laughs> the combinations you'd never make is yeah. there but um anyway Pitt uh, is it his best film it's up there it's, it's possible I mean he's quite remarkable in Benjamin Button um for different reasons, isn't he you know yeah. um yes, technology is on his side an awful lot, but you know the film itself is just um, remarkable but um I think Pitt really did reveal to the world this, the, the, the actor that he can be or couldn't be and and, yeah. and is you know ultimately you know um is remarkable morgan morgan freeman um Look, everybody has a preconceived idea. I personally think everybody probably has a preconceived idea about Morgan Freeman. Yes. You know, the. Um, I'm more than Freeman. <laughs> I think is, everybody can imagine that voice, though, can't yeah. they? Right? Yeah, that's it. But the thing is, I think because at, at this point, I think he was a double award, uh, Academy Award winner. You know, yeah, I think for Glory. Glory and Unforgiven. Yes. Yeah. With, oh, Unforgivable. But war, fuck. There's another one from the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. The last, the last great western, possibly. I think
0: so. I think it's the last western western.
1: Yes. I would completely agree with you there because there have been films that, uh, um, released since, you know, that, that you could class as a great western. Um, I tell you what, really good. I've seen open range. Kevin yes. Costner. Yes. The sound
0: player. of that film is Brilliant. immense. And Kevin yeah. Costner is so good in it. Yeah, it's, it's a brilliant. It's so film. good,
1: isn't it? Brilliant. And, uh, another great, uh, western. We did talk about it many episodes back, but we've never come back to it, bone tomahawk. Yes. Yes. There's one fucking mean film. Yeah. That is amazing, amazing film. But Morgan Freeman. Yes. Morgan Freeman. He's almost, um, Zen-like, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Somerset. Somerset he's, and I, um, it's set
0: right from the beginning, isn't it? Because you get the metronome. Yes. When, he, when you see him Ching getting dressed in the morning.
1: Yeah. The fact he he's, carries a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's almost, um, uh, what's the word he Sang- Sanguine? Yeah. Sanguine. Yeah. Yeah, sanguine. You, you know what I mean? Sanguine, yeah, yeah, sanguine. He's zen-like. Uh, you know, yeah, and he's the most world-weary cop, you know. He doesn't see a better tomorrow, does he? he no, sees... and that's why he's getting out. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's just, he remains the calm amongst the total chaos that's going on around him, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he walks into that um, brothel with all the loud music and screaming and yeah. the neon lights and everything. And his and his, when you see his face, when they pull the bed sheet back... Yeah. Him and Brad Pitt's face, and they're literally looking at... Well, we, we can imagine. We, yeah. we, we can think we can imagine, but... Yeah. You know what are we actually? You know what is he actually seeing? Yeah. You know, and he's just it's thinking outside the box. He's 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 clearly an educated man. Isn't yes. He? Yeah. You know? Completely. Completely. He's, he's more he's more teacher than detective almost. Yeah. 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 And you know, is brilliant knowledge of you know. Thinking and you know,
0: well, there's not many. You know, the fact that we, you know, when he's looking, you know, he's, he, he he realizes what he's looking at, and suddenly he's looking at Chaucer, and he's yes. looking at you know Dante, and and, Canterbury Tales, is yeah, it, you know?
1: yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's just the as as again the end. When you, you you see Brad Pitt's world crumbling, yeah, you see Morgan uh, Morgan Freeman's sorry Somerset's realization, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He has, he, he sees what John Doe sees. Yes, yes, completely, completely. And, You know that 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 moment of sheer horror when he's when he's when he's like he's got the upper hand, and he, he's pleading with Mills, isn't he? You know, yeah. and he you know he gets so angry that he actually acts violently towards John Doe, doesn't he? Yeah, and he doesn't he does? Whereas Mills is the one who's the violent, yeah, yeah, ag- a, a, you know, aggressor, then you know. Um, he is the he is the be the calm lake, isn't he? All yeah, the way all but it, but it takes that moment for him to react violently. Well, and the thing is, John Doe realizes I've upset him. Well, he's won. He's won. You know, he, he realizes in, in the, that the he,
0: sense of like the wrath moment. Yeah, that he's won. Yeah. Use the How many times has Brad Pitt shoot him? Is, he had he's a clip, didn't he? No shoots him seven times. Well, that's a clip, isn't it? Not 15. Ch- 15? 15 in, 15 in a clip. 15 no, in a clip, one in a pipe. The, the, the clip <laughs> clip would be black. No, it's, like, no, it's 15. <laughs> it's only a nine millimetre. It's tiny. 15 it has got a beretta. It's a nine millimetre beretta. Somebody might go, but it's 15 in a clip, one in a pipe. He
1: changes hands as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He's,
0: he in, does it, change yeah, hands, he? Yeah, yeah, shoots yeah. him one and he goes into the other. Yeah. He shoots him seven times. The number seven in this film... Continually reappears.
1: We set over seven days as well, is not we? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, seven murders, seven days, and he shoots him seven times.
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't realise. I honestly yeah. didn't realise. Yeah, there's
0: fifty. Handgun. We'll, uh, standard handgun is fifteen in a clip, one in a pipe.
1: ever... I don't know where the what what version of uh, this that you have, or if you own it. Yeah, I got it. I, yeah, I've got the original. Uh, not the original, but the DVD, the two disc DVDs. It's got the. Uh, deleted scenes have you ever seen the original ending for this film no and I tell you
0: why I've purposely avoided it because I think the theatrical ending is stunning and I didn't want it I didn't want it changed
1: yeah yeah I, I, I actually this I, I, years ago I looked at the extras because do you remember when they used to make extras and the extras yeah. would be a selling point? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it happens as much these days. say nope. perhaps like the Star Wars, the newer Star Wars films where they have these these documentaries attached to them. They're just fucking breathtaking to yeah. be honest with you. There's um, the, the 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 original ending, and I, this was actually sent out to test as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. After what happens to. Uh, Mills and Somerset and John Doe. It showed Somerset moving out to the city yeah. and he buys buys a, a remote house.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've I mean, heard about, never looked at it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it actually shows, and it's got like um, like a positive message at the end of the film. See, and it and the and the, and the test audience came back saying, oh, I I loved the film, but I didn't like the ending. And they weren't talking about the head in the box. They were on about yeah, the happy yeah. ending. There was yeah, a yeah, there. yeah. So the, the studio and Fincher brilliantly got were fucking taken out. We'll end the film, you know, with Brad Pitt in the back of a police car being yeah. carted away. Yeah. You know, and Morgan Freeman, he does have a, a voiceover at the end, doesn't he? you know, yeah. you know. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, of course. I'm Morgan Freeman. Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, they took it away because the the test audiences didn't react to it. Which you think, no, right? We're talking about one of the darkest scripts ever issued in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And yet, the test... God bless whoever those people are, you know, or the religious deity to those people who said... Or
0: they're a room full of people having a very bad day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And let's get rid of the happy ending, let's leave it as it was. I mean, that's that's just... That's just fabulous, as far as I'm concerned. I mean,
0: I think we need to talk about, obviously, the seven deadly sins. And, of course, the first one is gluttony. Yes. Where the man essentially just... Eats himself to death, and he kicks it. And it's the fact that what actually kills him is he kicks him in the abdomen, and he explodes
1: <sighs> internally. <sighs> oh. and as Brad Pitt himself says, when he's examining the room, he goes under the table, yeah, and he lifts the lid off, lifts the towel off the bucket, and he, yeah. and Mil- and Somerset goes, "What is it?" And he goes. Fucking vomit! <laughs> <laughs> that line has always made me chuckle. You know, it, it, it one is one of the bleakest. You know, it's just. Uh, and it, and it's,
0: even at the autopsy, where they says it takes four of them. Yes. Like, yeah. To lift him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we get greed, which is the lawyer. Uh, yes. Um, you know, who slices off his love handles. Yeah. Obviously, again, p- pound the flesh pound of it, the flesh merchant of Venice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know uh, now. Do you know that's yeah. just sorry, just that sequence. Do you know when she says um the eyes are highlighted is this of the picture? Yeah. And they they show her the room and they cover over the body with like a with like a fucking uh, a post-it little... note in yeah. it. It's yeah. <laughs> like a post-it note, right? I love the way she goes, the picture that's the picture's not the right way round. And I'm looking I every time I've seen that film, right? Yeah, I've looked at that picture and gone, how the fuck does she realise that? because the picture is so abstract and it's, 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 it's I can't yeah. even begin to describe it, but the no. thing is, how would you even realise what's his top, which yeah. is bottom?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: It fascinates me, it fascinates me. And then we get Sloth.
0: Now, the Sloth is obviously the man who squandered his potential, you know, he's the drug dealer, yeah. uh, you know, and he's the one tied to the bed yes now yes. i've there's been there's been only one other occasion where i've openly screamed in the cinema <laughs> <laughs> tell me the, other one. the others with, Nicole oh, right. Kidman yeah. with the bit where she lifts the uh the the veil off and it's the little girl with the old woman's face
1: I I don't I think I've only ever seen that once, if I'm honest.
0: Well, my exact words
1: were "fuck my ass." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the thing to be shouted out loud. Too. No, <laughs> no. And, fuck my ass. <laughs> no, I, I remember in the cinema the build-up in it because when they start going through the room, they got a SWAT team. Yeah, and the fucking air fresheners everywhere, and you just knew. Something wrong yeah. was about to happen, wasn't it? And even though you knew something has come in, there's no way you're going to let this scene go. Yes, that you know, the guy's sheer yeah. physicality was repulsive enough. Yeah. When he breathes out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the head in the boat in Jaws. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, you know it's fucking coming. You know it's coming. Now,
0: I said I watched this in the Coliseum, right? So I was... In the ashtray, I was in the, I was in the balcony watching this, right? Yeah. And obviously, it was it was, it was packed. He, breath, he breathes. Yeah. and then this little voice from downstairs, in the thickest valleys accent, was
1: "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, you know, and I, I let out a
1: "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, it's uh, I, remember, I remember watching it in the cinema, and just again, something's gonna happen to you. Something's gonna happen to you. Something's gonna happen to you. When it did, it was like fucking hell. Yeah. Now, lust. Oh, do we have to the willy Sword? I, I, I've got to be honest. i just made reference towards it, and I went. They walk into the brothel, and yeah. Leland Orsa's reaction when they put him in the interview room. And he's shaking, and he's, and he's shaking, and right. I don't think there's ever been a better reaction shot, save for him there because yeah. he's screaming when 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 they when they, they, yeah. It's, it's it's a
0: brilliant brilliant scene. It's a brilliant it's, scene. Yeah, and again, you I, don't see anything.
1: No, and then when they speak to the, um, I don't know what we want to call it, cockmaker. Yes. <laughs> um you know. And he's, <laughs> what's your job? You? How
0: do you write that on a form? Well,
1: uh, but the thing is, when he when, he, when he's going off, I've made weirder shit. Fucking what? what? <laughs> weirder than that? Which is what I'm basically a dildo with a with a, like a ten inch blade on the end of it. Anyway. <sighs>
0: Oh, grim, yeah, grim, and then you get pride, so you get the model, yeah, um, and the fact that he, he
1: cuts her nose off, yeah, and he super glues the medication to her, to a hand, yeah, in order for her to take to commit suicide, yeah, oh,
0: grim. and then we get pride, uh, so sorry, that was pride, then we get envy, which is John Doe himself, which is so yeah. clever, yeah, and then of course we've talked about wrath, yeah, um, and I mean. There have been sort of very clever villains before, and evil sort of psychos and serial killers, and but I think John Doe ranks right up there, right up there. And the fact it's
1: executed over seven days, yeah. And if you think of the the dedication, well, it it, as Somerset says during the film, isn't it? He's methodical, patient, and what's the other word he uses? Um... Um. He, he describes him, and you know, it's almost, it's not admiration, but the thing is, he, ultimately, Somers, I think Somerset does have admiration th- towards a, him. There's a level of, it, it, not to
0: underestimate him. Yeah. Because Mills, yeah. you know, probably, you know, he's complete, just thinks he's a, he's a complete psycho and he's crazy and... <laughs>
1: what do you call him? Fucking Yoda with a library card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see this film is actually, it does have very funny lines in it. Yeah. It really does. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been, you You see uh, websites and magazines doing polls about the greatest screen villains. Yeah. You know, and, and invariably you always get Darth Vader's always in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hannibal Lecter's always in yeah. there. But John Doe is always in there as well. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're not lessening um, anything that Spacey may or may not Then done. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think the impact was so great.
0: It's it's, you know it's one of those films that sort of that comes along every now and again and just
1: shakes
0: shakes the foundations, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, I'm a firm believer that this probably influenced you know the the Gone as you so eloquently put it earlier. You know, yeah, it's probably had an impact bigger than that because Andrew Kevin Walker, he's he's been he's more known now as a script doctor, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he has he has written other stuff, but. I don't think uh, you know. I don't think you ever. I I always think when these type of films are made, these these iconic films are made, getting that script and reading it for the first time. Yeah, you know it must be. And this
0: is based out of um, the writer's experience of living in New. It's it's his rea- reaction to living in New York. Yeah, you yeah. I, living in New York, and this is this is what came out of
1: it. Yeah, and I think you know. I think that's preeminent on screen, isn't it, that it's, 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 it's loosely based around New yeah, York, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I know it's the end name city, you know, and all the rest, because I think that the final sequence, I think it's, it's, clearly obvious it's Los Angeles, isn't yeah, it? It's outside yeah. Los Angeles, right? But the thing is, to have that, that dark, grimy, wet city, I think, you know, tall and sundry it is, isn't it? You know, um New York. But, um yeah, it's just, I've, I've always sort of thought that, you know, having those scripts given to you for the first time. And I'm like, wow, it's but just. This,
0: yeah. And I mean, this, uh, and I think one of the other, my my, my favorite scenes in it, and I think it's such a well-written and well-shot and well-executed is the chase between John Doe and Mills. Yeah. Yeah. But there's another reason why I love that scene is because when Brad Pitt falls, I know he smashes the windscreen. Yeah. Well, he actually fell.
1: Yeah, he fucked his hand up he, to royally.
0: Yeah, and and it talks about, uh, Brad Pitt actually talks about, it's the only time he's ever seen David Fincher turn green.
1: Because
0: <laughs> he showed him his hand. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. you know, you see him then with his hand injury. But yeah. for the first, because everything was shot out the sequence, yeah. Brad Pitt had to do a lot of pocket acting. Yes. If you see he's got his hand in his pocket for a yeah. lot of, for, for large parts of it.
1: Yeah, and it's the longer sleeves. On the yeah. jacket, yeah, yeah, because he really did fuck his hand up. Really. Oh, he, he completely messed it up. He, like, yeah, cut it like to the bone. Tendons, like. and, it, and yeah. everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember reading about that. Yeah, and uh, they did the old um, adapting you know around it. You know, but the yeah. thing is, that's that's quite commonplace you know within film and cinema, isn't it? You know, it's, well, it's not like- quite. It's not quite the standard's massive bag as the woman was pregnant, the more pregnant she was, yeah, the, the bigger to, the bag yeah.
0: is getting. I tell you what's a brilliant example though, is Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx. He broke his ankle. And like, not just like, broke his ankle, you know, a bit of a, bit of a little, little bit. He fucking broke the thing, right? <laughs> right? So do you know what his answer was? Take my cast, like part of my trousers and my trainer. <laughs> And he's still, you know, do you know what I mean? So, so, like, 80% of that film, his other trainer is a cast.
1: <laughs> That's crazy, you know. Well, the thing is, the most, uh, as we sat here, you know, you know discussing, you know, the most high-profile example of that is Tom Cruise, isn't it, in the latest Mission Impossible film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, fair they to Chris McQuarrie, he left that fucking shot in the film as yeah. well. I, yeah I'd be a bit annoyed if he didn't take it out, mind you. Yeah, yeah, and, and in fairness to Tom Cruise, you know, he, he he does the jump, and you see him getting up, and he's been away, and you're thinking to myself, "Oh my God, he fucking broke his an ankle on screen, did Yeah, oh, great, yeah. fabulous film, by the way. Yeah, absolutely fantastic I, 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 I will get around to seeing it. I will get round to it. It's remarkable. It's the no. in, fact, in fact, it's the last. I can't remember the last time I came out the cinema when oh, I was mm-hmm. exhausted by what I'd seen on screen. Mm. It's that excited. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely. So. We've covered. A fair amount. What are we missing? The security guard who plays the music in the library. Yes. Was the original bus driver in the movie Speed. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who got shot and they have to take off.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. He genuinely yes.
0: I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) And I mean, I think it's unfair as well because we mentioned Morgan Freeman's performance in this and and Brad Pitt, and you know, and of course uh, Kevin Spacey's, But actually, I
1: think Gwyneth Paltrow does a very good job in this. She does and she's not in a a great deal, is she, let's be honest. No, no. But um, you know, she's clearly besotted by her husband in it. Yes. Um, you know, he's the one who's pushed for the move. She didn't want to uh, and you know to, to have a shoulder to cry on her, and you know reaching out to Somerset yeah uh, you yeah. know she's really and, and I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't doubt Gwyneth Paltrow as an actor, actress at all as an actor rather um, you know she's she's very good she's very good at what she does um, but it Brad you know, Pitt described her character as the only sunshine in the film I would completely agree with that I would completely agree with it but um yeah um she's 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 great and she's you know ultimately she does have a couple of weighty scenes doesn't she yeah you know oh yeah and you know again your mind is left to figure out what happened to her you know yeah and you know that thought in itself is 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 horrifying you know but um, no, she's 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 terrific. She is terrific. Now, Brad Pitt also talks about taking
0: this film for a very very particular reason to escape the cheese. After he made Legends of the Fall, <coughs> that was his exact words. He took you know he, he took the film to help escape the cheese. That was Legends of the Fall.
1: That's that's the Anthony Hopkins uh, never
0: ending saga. It's about yes. I think it's about six days long.
1: <laughs> Isn't Eden Quinn in that Yeah, well? yeah, yeah. And the guy who directed Glory did it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Ed, Ed- Edwick, is it? Edwick,
0: Edwick, yeah, yeah. He did The Ed Last Edwick. Samurai
1: as well, didn't
0: he? Oh, don't get me started on that. Do not get <laughs> me started on that. It's right <laughs> up, it's, it's right up there with Harbor? Pearl Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> I got told off in the cinema for shouting at the screen in Pearl Harbour.
1: I was almost removed <laughs> you know uh, I, I, one, I, a couple of things we perhaps should mention in passing we did talk about David Fincher's um, filmography we yes. didn't we didn't mention The Game which he did yeah. after this yeah. yeah The Game is a great, great great film yeah I watched, I saw that fairly recently and when I say fairly recently in the last say year or two I watched it and um was, uh, standing
0: up. My my uh, my left butt cheek has gone numb. <laughs> nice
1: to know. Yeah, um, but um, the the game came out. And the game, I think, you know, was a little bit unfairly sold on the back of 7 wasn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. psychological thriller and you know these horrible things happen. You know, and it, you know I, I remember seeing the game the first time, and I wasn't particularly impressed with it. But watching it again recently, I I, I really rather enjoyed it. You know? it's,
0: a, it's a good film. It's a very very solid solid film. Yeah,
1: it's,
0: it's not it's not that with Fincher's best work. But, but then how do you follow the? How do you follow Seven Up? Well, exactly Seven Up. Seven <laughs> Up. <Hey! laughs>
1: um, yeah, exactly. And you know, perhaps he was pointed in the the, the, that, uh, the game was pointed in his direction. You know, and. It was probably, I wouldn't bet, and Fincher probably looked into the point of, well, if Michael Douglas is attached to it, you know, I wouldn't work with Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I can, I can sort of see that, but then I watched it and I thought, yeah, it's good. It's not, it's not Fincher's best by a long shot. But then you also got, um, his adaption of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know if
1: you, I, I, I if loved it. Yeah. I like yeah, it. I really, enjoyed, really good. Yeah. And I like the original I, films as well. Oh, I, I absolutely adored the original versions. Um, and unbelievably, I read that book as well. Yay! Three for three. Three for three. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved Stig Larsson's book. I thought the book was tremendous. And both film adaptions made every effort to put everything on screen. Yeah. Even if, even if you didn't want to see it, it was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's got that thunderous version of Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, covered by Trent Reznor. Yeah. Uh Articus Ross and Karen o from the Yeah Yeah doing yeah. the lead vocals yeah. fabulous version no. absolutely fabulous
0: previously we always mention who could have been cast <clears throat> oh go on so who do you think got offered the role of Mills two actors two very very big name actors got offered the role of Mills Cruise no nope. I mean the same ballpark no nope. oh you, kind of but in terms of I'll give it you know Sliced alone.
1: <laughs> Go on. Yeah, and Denzel Washington. Wow, Denzel Washington. What? As Mills? As Mills. Wow. Now, do, do you know what? Though? If you if you were to factor in age, there isn't a great difference between the. Denzel Washington and Brad Pitt, I don't think. No, I, think not. Like I don't think, you know, because... Probably, probably six, seven years, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. I think because so. Because Pitt is actually older than we we remember that he is. And,
0: yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that's the other thing as well, because he does look good for his age.
1: Yes, bastard. Bastard. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, I, Mills, at least we forget, I, I suppose, you know, Denzel Washington... Probably, I don't know, he could have done it. But, but he a got
0: a to pull it off. Oh, good God, yes, absolutely. Now, here's the other bit. Guess who was also offered the role of Somerset? Clint.
1: No. Al Pacino! No, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. No, Al Pacino was offered worked. the role of Somerset. I, I often say the same thing um, about heat. I've always said that, you know, the, t- the, t- the two main characters, yeah. Vincent Hanna and... Uh, Vincent Hanna and Austin characters. Oh, really. um... Uh, I-, I always used to say that either could have played each part. Yeah, yeah. And... I'm Macaulay, Macaulay. Neil Macaulay Neil, it, Macaulay. Neil Macaulay, yeah, right. I've always sort of said that De Niro could have played Pacino, Pacino could have played De Niro's part, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, they probably could have, right? But the thing is, with those characters, Pacino gives it OTT, the grandeur, you know, as he's She's doing He's got that. a great ass! Great ass in it and all that, right? I don't think he would have been languid enough to be Somerset. No, because no, Somerset no. has to have that... That in presence, not to, you know, not to say that he couldn't have done it.
0: No, I think the, thing is, there would have been significant rewrites.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think you want, you, you have to have that calming influence, especially in a film like this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. Cause he, 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 he centres the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it may be Brad Pitt doing the chunky, you know, firecracker, you know, yeah. spark, you know, he might be doing that but the thing is you've got to have that level you know I don't think it would have worked I, I think Denzel Washington would have been, been a bold choice if I'm honest it would yeah. really interesting to see it because I don't think he's done a film person like that like a dark Boom. horror a collector, collector. It was, yeah possibly that was on again that was on TV the other day and I watched it I thought he was a really bit ham-fisting I thought he was not great because Angelina Jolie's in that as well isn't she yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's not particularly well executed, I thought. You know, it's clunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clunky. Don't get me wrong, the gris the, the the scenes the, the the death scenes are fucking horrible. They yeah. really are like, you know. But um I, I don't think the film was very well executed if I'm honest. But you know, it'd be interesting to see an actor like that in, in that type of role. Yeah. But uh, as you said, you know, many an imitator has tried to come there after this, hasn't it This be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it was. I was. You make making mention to me about a British uh, film that tr- basically ripped off Seven. um I'm sure you, you, you Yeah. You made, there is you, a, you there
0: might, is there is a British film that has, has essentially. Yeah. You know, I can't remember the title of it because it's that good. Um, it's not called 8
1: is it <laughs> 6.5 yeah 6.5 they no. couldn't afford the other half day <laughs> no I, I'm sure I remember you I recall you mentioned that it was, it's basically a rip off of yeah yeah. yeah. Like, I I think there's been a lot of sort of film shit that after this coming I out mean, I tried. mean even down to
0: TV you look at film you know even down to like you know, Criminal Minds I love the TV series Criminal Minds it's great you chuck it on you completely switch off it's great. It's on. Is that the Rag and Bone man going past? Fucking work, guys.
1: Rag and Bone, Fucking piss me off, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, 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 you know, there was a glut of oh, you know, crime films was then. You know, that came out latterly after this. <laughs> Like you say, TV shows, CSI, you probably took a good look at Criminal Minds,
0: CSI. You know, even though, you know, even Fincher's own Mindhunter, you know, its influence is widespread, absolutely yeah. widespread. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. You know, and definitely. it's
0: often imitated, but never surpassed, I don't think.
1: No, no. I, would you, would you, would you say that Seven is Fincher's best film?
0: Oof. Now, I was sort of going back and forth with this. For me, it's my favourite Finch's film. Yeah. Is it, his, is it his best? I go back, I, I, it's a real tough choice between, obviously, I think, Fight Club and Zodiac. Yeah. yeah. I think Zodiac is a much bigger film. It's a much oh, grander yeah. film. Absolutely. Um, I think Fight Club is culturally very, very important, but I think as a piece of film, I think Seven is probably, in my personal opinion, is probably my, it, it, it's probably my favorite Fincher film. And I would probably, it's the one that I go back to the most.
1: Yeah. I would, I would completely agree with you, there. I think as you said, Zodiac, it's fucking when you look at it as a as when you look at everything associated to Zodiac. Yeah. You swear you were in the nineteen seventies. You yeah. really you would say you're in the nineteen seventies. And we we I always think because we are film fans, we tend to look at technical aspects of film don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the we? and the making thereof. And it almost spoils the viewing in for I but for me personally it does because you know, finding out how that shot was made. You know, yeah. and I, I can't, I can't be objective and just enjoy it as a, you know, as a, yeah, as yeah. a cinephile, then, yeah. right? But when you look at a film like Zodiac, how it was done, how they did it, how it's constructed, how it's told, how it was made, it just fucking floors you. It's you know, and Mark Ruffalo's bow tie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah yeah and you know you you look at say you look at that and then you look at the social network which is talk about yeah. a zeitgeist film i mean unbelievable yeah i and, mean you know and even 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 get in right the vinkelvoss twins you know the same actor doing the both roles yeah yeah I couldn't think of anybody else who would even have the bollocks to try that. Yeah, but fucking David Vincent did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you, you you look at Fight Club and Fight Club and he, as you said, he embarked the Fight Club. I remember going. I was in Florida at the time, right? When Fight Club came out, to me. yeah. I, I said to my wife, we've got to go and see this movie. She's like, we're in fucking Florida. Why are we going to the, to the darkened cinema? I said, trust me, we're going to go and see Fight Club. I came out there. And I was fucking bamboozled cool. Oh, it's, 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 you know, it is... Hit upside the head all the way around. I mean, it just, I mean, it blazed onto the screen. And then, you know, that pixie song finishing at the end with a cock shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the cheap <laughs> shot, like, right. Like. I just came out to that and I was bewildered and I thought to myself, oh my God, I have just seen one of the greatest films ever committed to selling life. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then standing back and looking at Fincher's Filmography and you write automatically. I would tend to lead myself probably either Fight Club or Seven. Yeah, f- Fight I Fight f- Fight Club. Every time you watch it, there's something different oh, there, about there the is, I mean,
0: and you know, we look at the performances in that. I mean, even Meatloaf's performance in that film. Oh, he's am, he's amazing. He is incredible in it. He's, Helena Bonham uh, Carter is incredible in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the fact that Giard Leto gets his face smashed in is just you know. <laughs> it's, 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 Bonus point. I
1: was waiting for it. <laughs> I knew it was coming and you did not
0: disappoint. No. I haven't called anyone a cunt this episode either.
1: Ah, oh, too late.
0: <laughs>
1: but, uh, um, no, you know, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would probably say Zodiac is probably his technical pinnacle. I think Fight Club is probably the most impactful. Yeah. Yeah. But then I would say Seven is probably the worst. <laughs> The <laughs> want of a be- better word, the entry level to oh, yeah. I me. Mean. <laughs> it's the gateway. It's yeah. the gateway. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I, what I like about David Fincher films as well is that studios are not going to be like, we need to make this a PG-13. David Fincher goes, no, 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 no. No, no. I am making a film. If it is in the text, I like it. It's going on the fucking screen. Well, well he, that... learned,
0: he, he learned Sydney from Alien 3. He learned very, very quickly from Alien 3 yeah. to keep control of everything. Yeah. And...
1: You know, nothing, nothing, uh, I know he's, he's a little bit, uh, methodical about, you know, take he's, after take after he's take. He's almost take, OCD,
0: isn't he? isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some, some people fucking hate that way of making, you yeah. know, especially when you've got, you've had the shot, say, 13 takes ago, then yeah. why, why are we doing it still, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But, um. I mean, he's not on the Kubrick level of making you walk through the door 50
1: times. He's, apparently he's not far off <laughs> <then>. <laughs> But, uh, um, you know, if, if, if we were looking at it, would I say this is Fincher's best film? I don't know, I don't know. Fight Club was just, st- st- well, it was so revelationally when it came out, wasn't it?
0: I yeah. Mean, I mean, can you compare it? I think it's a bit like Apple and Oranges, really,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're certainly from the same cloth, are not they? Yeah. Um, yeah. As all his films, as, we, as we've said, isn't it? You know, you know, you're watching. David Fincher. Tom. I mean, like I said,
0: he is, he, you know, I think he is a wonderful example of a true, uh, uh, as an auteur. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you, you see, you know, you can put his name above things. So you have, you know, like Spielberg, Carpenter,
1: yeah. Scorsese,
0: Fincher. Yeah. You can do, yeah. you know, and you can say, you can sell that on that. Absolutely. Now, here's the question. Yeah. How do we score this one? For me,
1: Um. No, tell
0: you what, you go first, you go first. Do you know what? I'm going to really be
1: controversial, yeah? Go on. It's a 10. It's a 10 for me as well. It's not controversial at all. It's, as as alluded by that man who reviewed the film 20-odd years ago, saying it's one of the greatest films ever, I completely concur.
0: I cannot find anything that I don't like about this film. No, 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 it's a very...
1: A very rare example of everything working.
0: Yeah. It, 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 you know, the fact that if you wanted to show somebody how to make a film and you wanted to show somebody a example of film theory from, yeah. like I said, from, you know, the fact that it's, 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 you know, it's made, it's made by an auteur from the maison scene to the fact that you've got things like Chekhov's gun, yeah, you know, all of these things. It is, it's, and then you throw in the fact that the acting in it is superb. It's, it is just, it's a fantastic, fantastic piece. It is a
1: bleak, bleak film. Oh, good God, dear. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's far from a happy encounter, isn't it? To be honest. This, this, this is the type of film where you should have your favorite film ever lined up. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. you know, or or have a plane ready to go <laughs> just so, or, this, or, or this is Spinal Tap ready to go just to sort of cheer yourself up, you know, yeah. because it doesn't end well for no. anybody. No, um,
0: you know, it, you certainly be- do not sort of double bill this with something like, you know, House of America or uh, Watership Down or... <laughs> The plague dog. Plague oh, dog.
1: I'm already starting. Uh, you know. No, don't uh, or ET or something oh, like that. Jesus no, no. Oh, no, no. And you know, it's it 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 it's one of those films that should be seen. It should be seen. Yeah. Because you know you're talking arguably one of the greatest films ever made. Arguably, arguably, completely. Arguably. completely. And I, I, and other than that former work colleague who said they didn't enjoy it, I've never met anybody who said they haven't
0: enjoyed no. it. No, yeah, uh, I, I love, I love it when old people go to the cinema. Oh, it's
1: fucking great! It's almost as good as the time my grand said that she went to see Castaway, yeah, Tom Hanks film, yeah. And I said, what do you think? A oh, good film, a bit too much Tom Hanks. <laughs> 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 well, that is a true story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's awesome that's awesome so on that note let's wrap this bad boy up Mr Winston it's always a pleasure never a chore thank you so much take it easy man ta-da <laughs> 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 thank you to my very special co-host Mr Leighton Winston and now it's time ladies and gentlemen for What the Wookiee Watched and at first we have got Happy Death Day from 2017. Let's check out the trailer.
1: Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you get that over? Oh.
0: Don't oh. It's It's not global warming? You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye.
1: Tree, happy birthday. You scared me.
0: Yeah. Look, I know this isn't gonna make any sense. Stop global warming. Hey. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day.
1: Somebody's gonna kill me tonight. So you can hear now. <laughs> but is everything okay? Shut up! Shut
0: up! Shut up! Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible... Sprinklers? Car alarm? The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right?
1: Whoever's killing you... Knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead.
0: You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. I did it! All units, we've got a 187. Okay, that was the trailer for Happy Death Day. Now, Happy Death Day is a 2017 film. It was directed by Christopher Landon and it was written by Scott Lobel. It stars Jessica Roth, uh, Israel Brazard... Ruby Modine, uh, Charles Aitken, and Laura Clifton. Um, This is very, very much one for, um, I think it's squarely aimed at the millennial audience. I think it's, you know, there's not a lot of gore in this. Um, it doesn't. It's not for the hardcore horror fan. It's not particularly frightening. There's there's a couple little jump moments in there. Um, it's quite an interesting idea. Uh, I mean, it's a very very basic plot. If you just took the plot of Groundhog Day and added a slasher in there, you're kind of at where we are. Um, there's a few plot holes in there. Uh, um, however, the best thing about the film is Jessica Roth's performance. I think she's absolutely brilliant in this. Um, her character goes on a definite journey. Uh, throughout there. And she goes from being sort of quite possibly one of the most dislikable characters to a very, very likable person. So so there is that to it. Is this scary? No. Is it gory? Not particularly. Does it have some interesting moments? Yes. Um, I would give this one a 6.5 out of 10. Okay. Up next on What the Wookiee Watched, we have got... Slender Man from 2018. Let's check out the trailer.
1: Where is my daughter? People who just disappear.
0: Okay, that was the trailer for Slender Man from 2018. It was directed by Sylvian White. It was written by David Burke and Victor Serge based on his character creation. It stars Joey King, Julie Golden uh, Goldie Tellis, I think, uh, Jazz Sinclair, Annalise Basso, and Alex FitzAllen. It also stars Taylor Richardson. Um, where to start with this one? um saw this yeah very very recently um and i can honestly say it's probably the biggest disappointment of the year so far the film is an incoherent mess um the shaky camera and funny shot angles maketh not a scary movie um it is it's appalling it really really is appalling um the script is shoddily written it's shoddily directed the um the young cast battle bravely they do you know they do incredibly well working in quite possibly one of the poorest films i think we're going to see for this year um it's not frightening um the they they try to build a lot of atmosphere but it doesn't particularly pay off um, it's just not a great film. Um, I would avoid going to see this in the cinema. Um, I would wait until it comes on a Netflix or maybe Amazon Prime or whatever it's going to pop up. This is certainly a missed opportunity. Um, my wife's fantastic uh, one-word review was shite. Um, it is. It's appalling. It's appalling. Um, can't really there's not too many redeemable features about it it's a completely squandered opportunity for for potentially a great entry into horror but it's 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 just, it's they, they just blow it um there are few and far between interesting scenes um the best scene is probably when the girls are all together looking to summon slender man but other than that the film just does not work um so, Slender Man, out of 10, I'm going to give it two. Yes, two. Two out of 10. Oh, I ain't getting that time back. So, uh, two out of 10. Now, up next, we have got Terrifier from 2017. Let's check out the trailer.
1: What's wrong? I'm fine. Why? Keep looking over your shoulder.
0: What if that guy did this to your car?
1: (laughs) What guy? The clown? I think someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier. Hey! Handsome! Cut it out! My friend wants your number! kill you! Look, that guy was harmless. He was just some douchebag in a costume acting like a retard because it's Halloween. with me until the police
0: arrive okay that was the trailer for terrifier from 2017 the terrifier was directed by Damien Leone Uh, it was written by Damien Leone it starred Jenna Kennell uh, Samantha Scafidi David Howard Thornton Catherine uh, Cochran Poyea Moshini uh, Matt McAllister and Katie Maguire. Now, I was not expecting an awful lot from this. However, I was absolutely blown away by it. I thought it was a great, great, great 80s throwback. Um, it is very, very cory. Uh, it is not one for the faint-hearted. It really, really isn't. This wears its slasher credentials firmly, firmly on its sleeve. Um, I would say this is, you know, this is a low budget film, but They use their budget wisely. I think in Art the Clown, we have potentially um, a great horror franchise uh, villain or monster. Um, It's a really, really, it's a really enjoyable slasher. This is, this is, we are firmly back in 80s territory. Um, It's simple premise. It's executed really, really well. I mean, quite simply, you've got, A maniacal clown named Art who terrorises three young women on Halloween night. Very, very simple. Um, It is gory. It is... um, It's not... The the characters are reasonably likeable as well, which helps um, in a very, very cliched way. Um, The effects are practical, which makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, because lots and lots of low-budget low films make the mistake of going CGI and it doesn't work particularly well. However, here, the, pra- the practical effects are they are bang on point. They are really, really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Does it, Is it able to maintain its pace all the way through and does it drop off a little bit? Yes, um, it does drop off a little bit towards the end and a little bit in the middle. However... Um, this is well worth checking out. I would definitely um, recommend this one to buy. You can pick it up very, very reasonably now on DVD or Blu-ray. And I will give this one a 7.5 out of 10. So, ladies and gentlemen, our time is almost up. So, before we go, we've got a couple of shout outs. Of course, we need to say a big shout out to our glamorously gothic gal pal, CL Raven, who is still terrorizing everybody at the convention circuit at the moment. Uh, of course, I want to say a big thank you to Mr. Leighton Winston for being on again. He'll be back with us very, very soon. Of course, we want to say hello to Peter Nielsen over at uh, Retro Movie Geek and Daryl and Joel. Um, I make an appearance on there very, very soon. We're talking Revenge of the Ninja. It's a great film. Love it. Canon magic. Um, of course, we want to say hello to Jeff and Al over at Cadavercast. Great father and son team. Big shout out for my man over at Schlock Horror and his Um, podcast no his blog get over and see there we're gonna have some new co hosts coming on the show very very soon uh, and we'll be can't wait to show them Gidget uh, Von LaRue is going to be coming back very very soon and we're going to be talking uh, Rebecca of course you can find Gidget over at Retro Movie Cinema along with her podcasting partner Angry Man of course, we want to say uh, a big shout-out to our man, Jay. Jay's going to be back soon, um, bringing his friend Slasher Trash with him, where we're going to be talking the burning. You can find uh, Jay over at Twitter, at Freddie Fenich. Make sure you check out his writings. It's always worth it. And make sure you check out uh, Gareth's Twitter page, uh, Slasher Trash, and his Facebook page, because he is the man for slasher movies. Um, I can't wait to get him on. And talk. Like I said, we're talking the burning. Um, if I've missed anybody out... Oh, of course, Neely. Neely did it. Neely did it. <laughs> A big shout-out to uh, the Horror Movie Podcast, guys. Uh, to Jay, the Dead, Dr. Shock, and, of course, Josh Legary, Um And, of course, to Gregor Mortis and his guys over at Land of the Creeps Podcast. Two superb, superb shows. Get yourselves over and listen to that. So, thank you ever so much for joining us again. Episode 45. 45 episodes in! I can't believe it. So, in the immortal words of Count dacula Good night out there, whatever you are.
1: This is Alfom Cadaver Cast. You've been listening to The Undead Wookie.